I just want to love you for the rest of my life. I want to hold you in the morning, hold you through the night. I just want to love you for the rest of my life. I want to hold you in the morning, hold you through the night. Welcome to the Portuguese podcast with uh, Tola Makonjola. Hey, that's me. Um, how is your weekend going? Hope you're well, I suppose. Um, what are you doing? Watching Netflix till your eyes pop out? Or are you just uh, passed out on the sofa? Or both? You know, typically people watch Netflix and then they pass out while they're watching Netflix. So, um, I imagine you're not doing much. But anyway, hope you're well. Um, <clears throat> I just got back from the gym and as I was walking back, I was listening. Oh, okay. Here's a bit of a backstory. Here's, here's a bit of a backstory. It's not, it's not a backstory. It's just a bit of a setup. So I'm, I'm trying out YouTube music. Um, my logic behind that, or my thinking behind that is why do I need multiple streaming platforms when I can just do everything on one platform? You know, because, uh, I used to use Tidal, and you know, I think the cost was about thirteen ninety nine per month. And it's music, you know, I love music, so I've been doing that for years. Although the price has been incrementally increasing silently. There's <laughs> <coughs> been a silent increase. You know, it's like one minute it's nine ninety nine, next minute you you look around and it's Nineteen ninety nine. You're like, okay, how do we get here? Inflation. Um, sure. Anyway, I was like, well, I'm playing thirteen ninety nine on YouTube on a title. Um, I assume people use some people use Spotify. Some people have a Netflix account, Prime. It's just all over the place, right? And of course, they're making loads of money off of us. You know, good for them, I say. Um, I was thinking if I could have the benefits of listening to the music I want to listen, and even broader catalog, by the way, because YouTube has a broad, a broader catalog than most platforms, just because it has a lot of, you know, unreleased music leaks and stuff. <laughs> it's got a lot of stuff that you wouldn't find on a regular platform, which I think is great. So if I have the benefits of that. And uh, I also have the, the advantage of being able to listen to a YouTube video while doing other things on my phone, being on another app. Because you, you currently can't do that if you have a free account. You have to kind of like be in the app to view a video or whatever. But if, if you have the opportunity to uh, watch a video while you're, let's say, writing a note or whatever. I think it's like, okay, so how much does that cost? Well, the first month is free, as it always tends to be. It's like, oh, try for free. So I'm currently trying out for free. Then you pay fourteen ninety nine per month. And yeah, it's one pound more, but I'm thinking, well, it's, I've got more going on here. There's a lot, there are a lot more benefits to spending this singular amount of money than, let's say, buying YouTube Premium and also having a music streaming platform. Um, 
so I'm thinking I might just switch completely to YouTube. And I, and I like I said, I like it. It seems quite. Um, I like the, I like the range of songs. Um, the fact that you can listen to videos or watch videos um, offline. Yeah, uh, apologies for that. I got a phone call. Um, I got caught midway through that last sentence. So, um, what was I talking about? YouTube music? Yeah, yeah, alright. Um, so I think I might get that. Um, I'm, I'm liking it so far. YouTube without the music. YouTube, a YouTube subscription without the music is not good for me. Because I, I don't see the value in just being able to watch a video. I've been doing it for years and... But I like the music aspect of it, it just means that. It's a more complete package. Um, why was I telling the story? Ah, right, right, right. So, <laughs> I was coming back from the gym listening to... Uh, I was listening to a song called Christian Dior Demon Flow. It's by Kanye West. And I, was, I created a playlist, so I was, and so far this playlist has two songs on it. I created it like five minutes before I set out from living the gym. Anyway, it gets to the second song, Christian Dior Demon Flow. And when that song finishes, um, it goes into, I suppose, suggested a suggested playlist, like radio or something like that. Anyway, uh, it goes, it switches to the song called Love Me uh, by Obi Trice, Eminem, and 50 Cent. <laughs> and um, the first verse is by Obi Trice. So if you remember the song I was singing at the start of the podcast, it goes, I just want to love you for the rest of my life. I want to hold you in the morning, hold you through the night. So prior to that chorus, that's the chorus, Obi Trice starts the song with his verse. And here are the lyrics to the last three lines of his verse and I must warn you <laughs> the lyrics you're about to hear are quite something let's put, let's put it that way, like quite something so if you're sensitive, you've been warned if you're a feminist, if you're you've been warned, you know, sensitive lyrics so he goes this is it, my niggas. This is what we boast about. Now I'm here. So shut your motherfucking mouth and show me love, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and when I heard that, I was just like, oh. Okay, so I've heard this song multiple times in the past. And I like, I like the song. But when, today for some reason, when I heard that part of the song, I was... In my head, I was thinking precisely what Chris Rock was referring to in his stand-up many years ago. That as much as I love hip-hop, it is so hard to defend this shit. <laughs> it is so hard to defend. Like, how do you defend... How do you defend show me love, bitch? Intellectually, morally, philosophically... Um, there's, there's none. It's just aggressive and violent and 
misogynistic. <sighs> yeah, I, I, I was just like, good grief. So, and that's the... So that's one portion, right? So when he said that, it goes into the chorus. I just want to love you for the rest of my life. And this is a female singing this part of the song. So again, it's kind of like the juxtapositioning of those two two worlds, right? So you got him saying, shut your motherfucking mouth and show me love, bitch. And she's going, I just want to love you for the rest of my life. And in the background, it says, you can hear him go, I don't love you, bitch. Then <laughs> <laughs> he goes, then she goes, I want to hold you in the morning. Then he hear him go, ha ha. Hold you through the night. Then he goes, ha ha, right. She goes, I just want to love you. Then he goes, we love alcohol. <laughs> For the rest of my life, he says, we want to love guns. She goes, I want to hold you in the morning. He goes, we want to love money. Ha. Huh? She goes, hold you through the night. And he goes, we don't want to love no bitches though. And you go, in my, okay, so when I heard that, I thought to myself, where is the, what is he trying to say? <laughs> what? It's, it's, oh god, um, no words, man, clearly, I'm, I'm struggling with this, but then Eminem starts, Eminem starts the next verse, right, and his, the first opening lines, I'll say four, four lines, um, kind of highlights what I do love genuinely about, about rap music. So he goes, so after um, Overtrice goes, we don't want to love no bitches though. Eminem starts, he goes, there's a certain mystique when I speak that you notice. Let me start again, what's wrong with me? He goes, there's a certain mystique when I speak that you notice that's sort of unique. Because you know it's me, my poetry's deep, and I'm still madic. The way I flow to this beat. You can't sit still. It's like trying to smoke crack and go to sleep. I'm strapped just knowing any minute I could snap. I'm the equivalent of what would happen if Bush rapped. I bully these rappers so badly lyrically. It's not even funny. I'm not even hungry. It's not even money. You can't pay me enough to play me. <laughs> um, I love hip-hop for that. Is and and then especially because it's it goes there's a sudden mistake when I speak that you notice that's sort of unique. That's very poignant, very very deep, very eloquent, very well written. Then he then goes into the hilarity induced um, iconography of smoking crack, going to sleep. Um, bullying rap rappers lyrically you know so it's like it's a complete picture of what rap is you know there's the aggression there's the poignant uh introspection um wordplay the, the technicality of the structure of a flow 
It's like, yeah, I, I love that. That's, that's, that's what I love about rap. Um, and even though, um, Obi Trice, his, the guy who opened the, the opening verse, even though his verse was quite good, um, the, the way he ended for me, um, I'm not saying I didn't like it, because I'm not, I'm not a saint, first of all, and I'm not, I'm more politically incorrect than not in my leanings, right? Now, I wouldn't write lyrics like this. I wouldn't, that's not my, that's not my style, that's not how I perceive <laughs> my life or, or women or, that's not how I engage with the world. I don't, show your follow for motherfucking mouth and show me love, bitch. I, I don't, I don't, my mind doesn't operate that way. Um, so I don't really appreciate it. Um, but yeah, um, I don't know what I was trying to say, but. I think the two the two verses the the way the last the first verse ended and the second verse started um kind of captures precisely what I love and maybe don't love about um rap music there's just the there's the nonsense I'll, I'll call it nonsense let's 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 get past it it's bullshit it's just nonsense it's entertaining it's it's flashy. It's it's aggressive, but it's not. There's nothing to it. It's 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 um. It's a filler, basically. It doesn't add much value to the song. Um, and then you have the opening verse of Eminem, uh, which was incredible. So that's that's the duality in my mind about rap. I mean, if you ask me, do I like rap? I say yes, I love rap. You say, are there many things that you don't like about rap? I'll say, yeah. <laughs> it's it's such a such a complex uh, emotion. Because like Chris Rock said, um, how do you defend this? <laughs> I love it, but how do you defend it? Um, it's quite fascinating. Um, because it's easy to say, oh, um, he's being misogynistic. He's saying this, he's saying that. Um, therefore, I'm not going to listen to this sort of music anymore. That's, like, that's, that's, that's an approach. And fair enough. But that's, I can get past the fact that that's almost too simplistic in, in, in reasoning. Even though it seems obvious. And for me, sometimes when it's too obvious, it's probably not, probably the, that do path to take forward. Again, I think everyone's entitled to their opinion. If you like it for some reason, then great. If you don't, that's understandable. You know, you'd be curious to know what other people think. I mean, the flow is great. The beat is, of course, the beat is incredible. I love the beat on the song. I mean, that's why I kept listening to it. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. That's 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 my take on it. Anyway, I was like I said, I was listening to that, and as I was heading back to record the podcast, and I was like, I need to talk about this. This is just hilarious. Um, so yeah, that's it. At the gym, I was at the gym the other. I was at the gym the other day. Um, maybe yesterday actually, and you know, I appreciate 
reasonable distance, you know, creates a reasonable distance between me and all the people. You know, like let's say you get on a bus. I like using, I like talking about buses because I travel on the bus a lot. But you get on the bus and let's say the only seats that are free are those next to all people. So the bus is full, but there are free seats that you can take up next to people who are sat by the window seat, right? By the, by the window. Typically, you know, you sit down because you don't understand. Um, but it's not your preferred option because everyone that got on the bus before you could have sat next to someone, but they swear, no, I want to give that person space, partly. I don't want to sit next to anyone, mostly. But when all that's left is sits next to other people, then you've got to, well, you got to sit down, right? And that's London, generally speaking. I, I suppose it's a global thing to some degree, but I think it's London. People don't interact, people don't make eye contact, people like, um, like space, you know, they don't, they don't like that close proximity with other people. You know, so I go to the gym with all this in mind, but I wasn't thinking about it, but in hindsight. And I kind of, and I wanted to get on the uh, elliptical. I just used the treadmill, I wanted to get on the elliptical. So I kind of turned around to get on the elliptical. But there are two people on the elliptical, on the elliptical, um, in the elliptical section. And there are six ellipticals. So there's one, there's someone at two. So the first one is empty, the second one two. So I kind of use one and three. Because <laughs> that either side of this person. And then there's four. That's empty as well. But then there's someone at five and there's no one at six. So I can't use four and I can't use six because there's someone at five. And... There are a couple of reasons why I couldn't use the one at four and six or the one at one and three. The one, the lady, <laughs> I really let go. The person at the second elliptical was a woman. And women don't particularly like to be crowded at the gym, especially when they're wearing tights and wearing outfits. You know, they think you're trying to creep on them. I wasn't going to get into that, so I was just like, nah, I'm, I'm not getting anywhere near that woman. So, one, two, one, three, off, off the, off, <laughs> not an option. Four, five, six, the person at five was a guy. And that was more of a possibility because guys don't really care, you know, it's like, whatever, do your thing, that sort of thing. Even though we also similarly like our space, for different reasons. But this guy... For some reason, perhaps he saw me coming. He decided to do like these uh, rotation motions with his arms, random. Like you're in a his guy. This guy's an elliptical, and he's doing these wild rotative movements, rotation movements with his left and right arm. He's just rotating and rotating. I'm just like, oh my god! And he, of course, he's got his headphones on, so this this asshole is zoned out basically. So I'm like, well, these two assholes are completely selfish. <laughs> it's like, what are we doing here? 
This makes zero sense to me. So, because if the lady had gone to three, right, and maybe this girl's a five, then at least someone could use one, right? And reverse it the other way. Let's say the lady was at one and the guy was at three, then there's four, five, six. There was room for one more person, is what I'm saying. <laughs> there was room for one more person. And yeah, I was just like, what a complete mess. So I had to. So I went on a bike, used a bike. And I came back to the treadmill because the two idiots were still in the, in the elliptical section. <sighs> that's, so that's the problem with wanting space and distance and the awkwardness of being in close proximity with other people. We've, we've, created, we've created such a dilemma now that it's become inefficient and it's not optimal, right? Like I said, if you're on the bus, let's say that 10 rows, 10 rows, two seats each, it's 20. And 10 people come get on the bus. And rather than ideally, in an ideal uh, paradise universe, uh, rather than taking up the, you know, one, two, the first two, the next two, up until, so you've got five rows of seats taken, 10 people. That frees up 10 more seats. 10 more seats. Easy, just like that. Um, then you can sit 20 people. What tends to happen is that 10 people get on the bus and each of those assholes would take a role for themselves. So you've got 10 people sitting and 10 invalid seats because no one wants to sit next to anyone else. <laughs> so it's like you have 20 seats and you can only sit 10. That's, that's literally what it is. Because I typically would get on the bus and see that and go, oh God, well, I'm just going to stand. I'm, I'm a stander. You know, I, I would just stand. I go, nah, I'm going to stand next to the guy sneezing or the, or the girl crying or the, the grandma yelling on the phone. You know, all, all kinds of weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Um, that's 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 that really. I'll say I'll say this. Um, this is this is the Poetry Boys podcast. So people go, oh, what do you talk about? It's like, yeah, I don't want to talk about poetry really. I write poetry, um, and I hope that people who listen to this will find me interesting enough to go, oh, this guy wrote a book, I'm going to check it out, or this guy did this, I'll check it out. Potentially, you never know, right? The idea is to kind of create something that people want to listen to. That's why I created the podcast. Um, I wouldn't necessarily want to listen to someone just talk about poetry week in, week out. I'll find that kind of dull, even though I like writing poetry. I've probably made this point many times, but... Um, I think poetry is for the writer. <laughs> I, I, I think so. 
I've come to that conclusion. I love writing and expressing and playing with words and all that, but a large portion of the population, and I don't know what that means because I, I don't think you should write for other people. I think you should write for yourself, but I don't. Th I think it's also self-indulgent to create something that no one else really gives a shit about. <laughs> Not on a very deep level. Then I appreciate it as an art. I'm like, oh yeah, like your your poet's interesting, but they're not gonna read your poetry. <laughs> you know what uh, so but I do I do kinda hope that people will read mine if they listen to my podcast. Um or at least engage in my other creative endeavors. Um I've been writing a lot recently, you know. Um I'm trying to be more optimal of my time, trying to be more effective. You know, as you get older, you know, your your, your um, circle of what matters most in life kind of comes into focus. And financial security tends to be at the focal point of that. Um, and if you've achieved that, then you then go, well, I want to have meaning in my life or whatever, some soppy shit. Um, it's not soppy shit, it's just important. You gotta have meaning, you know, you gotta have, you gotta have a higher calling. But if you're financially insecure, to use that term, um, then that's gonna play on your mind because you can't do anything else on a f with a clear conscience <laughs> you know it's like i've got bills to pay and i'm drawing cartoons it's like well maybe i should go get an office a desk a desk job it's kind of sad but that's that's the truth you've got to be responsible and put take care of the primal needs first food shelter um, close to your back savings that sort of thing you've got to be secure for the future so, um, yeah, I'm at that point where I'm writing, but not as much as I used to. I'm writing other things, writing articles. Even that is not as much as I would, I would like, just because I need more engagement for it to seem worthwhile on that front. I love writing, and I love the process of writing, um, to find this right about. I love the whole creative process, but in terms of the, and that's worthwhile. That's a worthwhile thing to acquire or to to attain. Um, aside from that, if you write really well and no one gets to read it, I think that's a bit of a problem. And I'm not getting as much engagement as I would like. So I'm hoping that I can. So I'm looking for, I'm thinking of different ways in which I can improve engagement through various forms, like the podcast, you know, um, creating art that people like. Um, I'm looking at YouTube, <laughs> seems to be, seems to be the focal point really, um, because content is king. You know, if people get to see you and maybe they like what you have to say, find you interesting, they, they, I think people need to see you. I think that's the, probably the the weak, the weak uh, angle that I've come at with the podcast. That it's kind of like just my voice, um, but I need to create something that has me on the screen, and it's 
And I'm always trying to strike that back. I don't want to invest too much in creating really good video content. I know that a few people see it. It's like, it's not that I could be doing other things, you know? So it's like, how do you create, what do you, what can I create that is, uh, that's engaging, it's good quality, but also doesn't take too much out of me or my time. And that can be repeated over, over multiple weeks or months and years. It's a good question. Anyway, um, regardless of what happens, as the song says, I just want to love you for the rest of my life. <laughs> I want to hold you in the morning, hold you through the night. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll catch up next week. Have a good one. Peace and love. <laughs>